Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers. Nice. Coming in hot with this one. Oh my god. Welcome to the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. I am Twitch Collins, here along with my uh, diehard hosts, co-hosts, something like that. Something around, uh, something around those lines. Yes, Lucas Dukas is here with me, Good as day. always. Good day. Uh, it wouldn't be a podcast if Lucas wasn't here with me. Wow. You know, that's super nice of you. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad that the winner's back so that we can cuddle up again by the fire. Yes. And- have some hot chocolate. And Although, as I found out, we can't be touching each other because you'll freak out. I'll freak out. Only if you give me a back rub, though, which is why I'm Big Spoon. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we're, we uh, recently watched Die Hard, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, this is my favorite action film, along with my favorite Christmas film. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I am dead serious. Anybody that tries to disagree with me that Die Hard is not a Christmas film, they can go shove it. You can put your hand down right now. Where where can I shove it? Uh, I know where I can shove it. In in a in a glove, a nice warm glove. <laughs> yeah, because it's cold outside. Because it's real cold out. Because it's Christmassy outside. Christmassy, just like Die Hard is. Nice. But yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to go over it, but. Uh, just for uh, you guys to know, uh, you can follow us at uh, on Twitter at KN Nerds. Our Facebook is Know Nothing Nerds. You can either search that up or you could just go to facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds. Or as always, email us at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. Indeed. Indeed. So a, a rather theme story Twitch has to, yes. to break the ice today. Yeah. Uh, you had a near-death experience today. I did have a near-death experience. And by near-death, I mean, like, it was absolutely not even close to near-death. They don't need to know that. They don't need to know that, but I'm just being perfectly honest and transparent. What a nice guy them. you are. I am totally nice. So uh, if, you, if you guys watch Die Hard at all, if you guys have watched Die Hard. Uh, spoiler. Do the spoiler warning. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, we don't need a spoiler, spoiler warning. It's today. a freaking it, over 20-year-old <laughs> movie. That movie's Almost ancient. 30 okay, years old. Never mind. Never mind. Years never mind. Old. No, no spoilers. No spoilers <laughs> needed. Sorry about that. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, a lot of it takes place in certain areas in elevator shafts. Uh, and I had a situation today coming up to the studio to where I uh, went into the elevator for the building that we're in. And this elevator has had multiple issues. Yes. Um, I get in, I push the button for the second floor, and I'm about like just about a foot up, and then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> and it just drops. Dang. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it started to go back up again, and I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I need to be out of this. And it gets to about a foot up and then drops again. Oh, my God. So I immediately start pushing buttons to get the door open, opens up. And then I go upstairs with the stairs. With the stairs. Um, And how how quickly did it drop? Pretty quick. It was like a jumpy drop, but it dropped. Oh, my God. Not enough to be like where it was just like slammed down or anything, but it dropped pretty quick. I would totally have a heart attack. I mean, I would have died if I was in the elevator when that happened. You would just had a straight poop my pants. Yeah, heart attack. Heart attack. Gone. Yeah, down I go. That's you, pretty creepy. Do you wear clean underwear for that? Every day. Every day. Every just day. Just in case. You're and I have three backups in my 
in my back pocket. Oh, okay. Just, just good. For the, just for moments like that. So I'm prepared. So you're pretty pretty jumpy? Yeah. So a small dog could come up behind you real quietly and just, yep, and you just I'd poop jump a mile. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. That's good to know. Totally. Good information. Especially when I'm watching movies such as Die Hard. You're kidding me. No. You're kidding me. No, I'm kidding. I was like going to say, I was like, there is nothing scary about Die Hard. I was just trying to segue us back in. The good, good, good job on that yeah, one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I have seen Die Hard uh, almost every year for the past, I want to say like six to 10 years. Like I said, my all time favorite action film. And my all-time favorite Christmas movie. Is that the only time you watch it? Did During I throw, Christmas, did... mostly is when I okay. put it on to watch it. Um, and uh, I have seen that movie probably well over like 15 times. Um, it's just so good. Bruce Willis is just a master in that. Yeah. But Luke has only seen it twice. And he's, Ye- yesterday being my second time. Yes, yesterday being yesterday being a second time. And before that, when we were discussing that Die Hard would be the next thing that we do, Luke uh, Luke explain explained to me that, eh, it's a it's a movie. So, all right. So here we go. I guess I'll 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 tell you my beef. Yeah. Now I've been keeping beef from Twitch. I haven't I haven't been able to make eye contact with him out of fear of letting it all slip. But I I. Uh, I wanted to keep it all for the podcast. Okay, good. I wanted this all to be a surprise for you. Okay, so the gloves um, are going to be coming off. The gloves are coming off now. So I, I nodded my head and agreed with you while you were just saying that that was the second time that I've seen that movie. It was the first time without a doubt that I've seen that movie uh, because I've definitely seen splotches of it okay. here and there, but I've never seen the whole thing, right? Gotcha. Uh, the closest thing to the Die Hard film that I've seen is, do you know the Cleveland show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a parody of it. Okay. And like a 30-minute thing. Gotcha. Uh, and so a lot of the things that were happening were already teased to me, so I knew a lot of what was going on. But I've never watched the story all the way through until last night. And, oh, my God, Twitch, that is the best movie in the whole world. Are you serious? Like, I'm not <coughs> even lying to you. <laughs> that film... I, it raised all sorts of standards for me. Oh, what, my goodness. What happened to movies? This makes me so happy. I was so nervous. What happened to movies? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. I that's really like, don't know. That's so far from something that I would think that would have all the elements that it did in it. Yes. But it, it rocked my world no, how good that film it was. It was uh, – so just, just to kind of back up, first off – you had me shaking in my boots before we started recording because you're like, I have so much to tell you. And I was just like, uh-oh, Luke did not like this movie. I loved it. That's I'm so happy to hear that. It, it was, makes me it so was fantastic. Um, so just to back up, if you haven't seen Die Hard, just the basic premise of the movie is a New York cop is flying out to L.A. to meet up with his wife, who his estranged wife, um, for a Christmas party, and so he could spend Christmas with his family. When he gets to uh, L.A. and gets to the uh, the office building that his wife is at, uh, they're having a Christmas party. Well, in the midst of the Christmas party, uh, these terrorists break in, what we assume are terrorists, and they hold 
the entire company hostage. Bruce Willis being a badass, sorry, John McClane being the badass that he is, he decides to take on the terrorists, the 12 or so terrorists on his own. Um, And the great thing about the movie is that John McClane, while he is a badass, he is an everyday Joe. Yes. He's not this invincible character. He just is able to sniff out a situation and in the moment find the best way to react. He's not the best man for the job, but it's the only person that they have to do the job. So that premise is what kind of pushed the movie in the direction that it did. Um, Now to kind of go back to before the film was even made, action movies in the 80s were kind of what you're typically used to seeing nowadays. Yeah. Is that the main hero, the protagonist of the story, is this badass military guy who cannot get a scratch on him and who is able to... And when he does, he walks it off. Yes, he's easily able to kind of surpass the unsurmountable odds that are against him. He's able to rise way above um, and take out all the bad guys without batting an eyelash. And that's talking about Stallone. That's talking about Schwarzenegger um, and a couple of the other big action stars at the time. And he had movies like Commando. He had movies like Rambo. Uh, Predator had just come out. And those movies, I still have a lot of fun watching them. Sure. But at the same time, it's just everyday type stuff that, you know, you know you could not be that guy. And John McClane, be it he has training and stuff like that, we could kind of put ourselves in his shoes in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Be, uh, to what you said, I mean, like, I, I would probably die pretty quickly. Yes. But um, the way he thinks is very human. Yes. Versus the way that, you know, Jason Bourne thinks is very trained assassin, sleeper agent killer. Yep. That is super hard for us to relate to. Yeah, it's, they're good films and they're pretty badass films. But as far as something that, like, you can really get swept into and, you know, be running around your apartment in bare feet kicking at things like, yeah. I, like I totally wasn't <laughs> last night. Um, you know, you, you kind of think that maybe you could see yourself in that shoes if you if you were to be in one of those kinds of situations. Yeah, and usually it's kind of crazy. Like, if you're – one of the things that sets up John McClane kind of um, as this everyday, everyday type character – is the fact that when shit goes down, he doesn't run out to try and kill the terrorists. First thing he does is he runs to the exit. Yeah, like, yeah. And he tries to figure out how to get help. Right. Because he knows that, like, odds are way against me and I need help. Yeah. But in other action films, you would see, like, Schwarzenegger or Stallone try to kill the nearest bad guy. Yeah, run straight towards the danger. Yeah. Before yeah. he, like, yeah. realizes, like, oh, shit type thing yeah so uh so film goes on one by one he starts to figure out a little bit more about these guys he's writing down names and stuff like that he's knocking them off their list he's taking one at a time maybe two at a time sometimes uh has a run-in with with uh alan rickman who is hans gruber hans gruber and one of the greatest action villains of all time that scene when they run into each other on the roof and we'll talk more about it like 
the whole time that whole scene was going on, it was just so tense and yes. so yes. so wonderfully written. Yeah, and and you know, kudos to both Alan Rickman. I love Alan Rickman. Yeah, rest in may he rest in peace. Oh, but yeah. my Lanta, he's a good actor, and Bruce Willis as well. Kudos to the two of them for playing that role so well. And and, and what I like about so to kind of jump forward to to the ending a little bit. What I really liked about how it ended is that. It, there was no like grandiose thing. It just finished. Yes. Yeah. There wasn't a big parade for the heroes or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, In fact, he gets berated by the policeman. That's one of my complaints that I had. He gets berated by the investigator. Yeah. And then uh, one of the terrorists this happens to be still alive. One of the bank robbers happens to still be alive and gets shot by Powell. Yep. And then. Then just just done. Yeah, there's no follow up. <laughs> like big action scene after he's getting berated, and then and then it just ends. They get in the limousine and they're all kissing yeah. face and yeah, then roll credits. And roll credits. <laughs> all right. Uh, there, there's just, definitely some issues with the film, but like in comparison with everything else, like the writing of the film is fantastic. Spot fantastic. On. Um, I've listened to a couple of uh, podcasts about Die Hard and. You know, they all say the same thing, and I fully agree with them. The way they ramp up the tension in this movie is great, and they do it incremental. Like, it's yes, not yes, yes. all the big guns right at once. It's, like, small things where you're, like, on the edge of your seat. McLean gets through it, but he has another obstacle, and he does get hurt. Like, yes, you see him actually get beat up and everything. So he's not this guy that's coming through like unscathed or anything. He's not this tank of a yeah. man who's just um, running through. Which unfortunately, in the future films, like it's John McClane becomes, oh yeah, John McClane becomes more and more like a Superman type character, um, and he's able to do things that are way outside of the human body's possibility of surviving. Now is that is that the writers of that film following along the tropes, or is it is it Bruce Willis using past experience from you know his first encounter oh, with Alan? No, Rickman no, 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 no. It's to, totally, no. it's totally the writers. So uh, trying to show bigger scenes, trying to show out against other people and stuff. So. That's fair. That's fair. Because he jumped like in this one, he doesn't do anything that's like extremely well there's a few things he doesn't do anything that's like so out of touch with reality that you're like mm, nah, i don't know about I don't that i know about that like he does he's in the line of fire for a couple explosions probably would get pretty more than just like pushed against sure. the wall or anything like that he'd probably have some burns on him and everything yeah but that's small potatoes compared to what they do with him in later films in later films so he jumps off of like 15-story buildings and survives okay. by crashing through plate glass and uh, canopies, wooden canopies and stuff like that. Soft Nobody, as pillows, Twitch. Come on. Whatever. <laughs> well, after this, we'll go out and I'll show you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jump there's, right there. There's a little bit of snow on the ground. That's enough to, to, to cushion really cushion the fall. Yeah. Um, he also, in one of the one scenes that – so I like – Pretty much all the diehards um, until Die Hard 5, which is a good day to die hard. That movie. You don't like that one? That one's bullshit. That one should not be a diehard film. That one should be stricken from the record <laughs> completely because bullshit. <laughs> 
But it's a good day to die hard. Uh, it's with. a good day to shut your mouth. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the scenes in uh, Live Free or Die Hard, which is the fourth Die Hard movie, John McClane uses a pl- uh, car. I don't even know if it's a police car. A car and jumps it on to uh, off of like a toll bridge thing or something like that and uses it as a weapon to take down a helicopter. That seems pretty logical to me. Right? Yes. No. Shut up. <laughs> like physics, like yeah. even movie physics is like, yeah, Come on, no. man. <laughs> so I have a question for you, Twitch. Yes. Um, I haven't seen any of the other ones, obviously. I've only seen Die Hard 1. What are the premises of 234? Like, does he keep getting into the same mess with these villains, with the same villains with Alan Rickman? Or is it just a completely different story? So this is this is the way it rolls. Okay. Um, so the first one is Die Hard in a Building. This is easy to sum it up. Die Hard in a Building, and it ramps up from there. Die Hard in an Airport. Die Hard in a City. Die Hard in the Nation. What do you mean Die Hard in a City? Means he goes all across town. Like, it's not... Also, it's confined kinda, it's to a like, single uh, location. It's kind of like The Purge. Sure, I guess. I've really seen The Purge. Okay. Um, but he's running all around the city, like doing these things to try and stop the terrorists or what he believes are terrorists. Is it the same people? Yes and no. Okay. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, yeah, sorry. The fourth one is Die Hard in the Nation. Like, it takes the place whole. on the whole East Coast area, like, D.C. area, um, in, like, other cities and states and okay. stuff. And then we have Die Hard International, which is the fifth one. Because yeah, it takes place dude. over in Russia or some shit like that, which is stupid. And his son's, like, a CIA agent or some BS. I thought he had a daughter. He has a he has a boy and a girl, Jack and Lucy McLean. Is the daughter hot? In the fourth one, she's pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> this sounds like my kind of series. Uh, all the way up to four, they're all pretty good. Mo- well, they're entertaining. I wouldn't say they're great because none of them can stand up to Die Hard. I don't think one. anything can stand up to Die no, Hard. They, one. and what they do is they kind of reinvent reinvent the wheel. Every single time that they do it. Okay. The second one just basically takes everything from the first one and just does it in airport. Is it well done? It No, not really. Damn it. Like there is one twist in it to where you find out that one of the bad guys or one of the good guys is or one of the people that's seemingly a good guy is actually a bad guy. See, I was waiting for that with – I was expecting that to happen with Harry Ellis. Oh, no. He was just a slimy douchebag like – Choked up, typical 80s yes. trope of a character. God, man, that guy, I was not sad he he got shot in the head at all. But I was waiting for that turn where he's like, you see, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> it was me the whole time. I'm everyone, the mastermind. Everyone gasps. But that's so common of me to have such low standards for such a fucking amazing film. Yeah. God, that film was good. <laughs> man. Oh, uh, so the terrorist group, the, the bad so, guys. So the, um, so in the second movie, there is no ties to the first movie, really. Okay. You have 
You have the same characters. Let me clear my name real quick. Uh, I keep saying terrorist group. That's just because it keeps coming out. I yeah. know that they're not terrorists, but I'm gonna I'm going to keep calling them terrorists. So sorry. Yeah. Um, thieves. Thieves. Uh, I'll try and call them bad guys from here on out. And, and in the words of Hans Gruber, we're not just thieves. We're exceptional thieves. Ooh. I'm an exceptional thief. Uh. Sums up Voila. Hans Gruber like in a nutshell. So good because he was great until his one flaw was coming up against John McClane. Yeah, um, Bruce Willie. So in the third one, we find out it's another situation where it's terrorists that have an agenda uh, to like create chaos for the U.S. and everything. Gotcha. And then we find out that. The main henchman is Hans Gruber's brother, Simon Gruber. Oh. So that's where it Played goes. by Alan Rickman in the past? No, no, no. Oh, it's played it. by uh, Jeremy Irons. Um, oh. Yeah. It good? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Not, not as good as the first one. Sure. It does have its pitfalls and stuff, but it's still good. But it's still good. Um, it stars Bruce Willis, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and Jeremy Irons. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson plays uh, Bruce Willis's uh, reluctant uh, partner. Gotcha. Um, whereas in previous films, the partner, like in uh, Die Hard 1, uh, uh, Carl Winslow from Family Matters, I forget it. Uh, Al, 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 Al Powell, Powell, yeah. Uh, Sergeant Al Powell plays his like partner, but he doesn't really do anything except for a voice over the radio. Yeah. Um, in the second one, it's a janitor who kind of does some things, but not really. And then in uh, Dired with a Vengeance, the third one, Samuel L. Jackson's character Zeus Carver actually is active participating in action gotcha um gotcha okay um have you seen have you seen inside man yes with denzel yeah i i the whole time i was watching it i couldn't help but kind of get an inside man feel from the film and i know that the chicken came before the egg in this scenario but uh I I loved Inside Man. It's a good one. I, I think that movie was phenomenal, and it kind of had a very similar theme to it. However, yes, it was just a bank robbery, and I think Inside Out was a little more actiony. You mean Inside Man? Yeah. How many times do I call it Inside Out? Just the one time. Just the one. It's like, shit. like yeah, that's a actiony film. Inside Out. We I saw that movie. The Dreamland Man. Woof. The dream scary land. place. Scary, scary place. Uh, yeah, Inside Man. I, I, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest, saying that I kind of drew a lot of parallels between Inside Man and Die Hard. Yeah. Um, Inside Man, I think, is more of on the thriller bank heist yeah. realm of things. Absolutely. Less action-y. Um, but there was some, like... Similar things with how they played the kind of, like, outwitting everybody and stuff. Because Hans Gruber was, like, he's he's the man with a plan. Like, he had a plan. Six steps ahead of everyone. So, he's insane. Um, so he really knew what he was doing with it. Um, and I think the two elements that really made Die Hard uh, as good as a film as it was 
was uh, the way that they wrote, uh, or way that they wrote and directed John McClane, and the way that Alan Rickman brought so much more to the villain than just this basic like money hungry or power hungry yeah. character. Yeah, because there was something else to Hans Gruber. He actually brought intelligence to it. He had a plan. He had a way of executing it. He knew everything that he needed to do. And he was able to outsmart John McClane in many ways. But McClane was able to, you know, ultimately, like, get around the the problem. Yeah. And one of the thoughts that I was thinking of was, like, you take John McClane out of the scenario and that heist goes off without a hitch. Oh yeah, no problem. Because the freaking idiot LAPD outside. Yeah. The the, yeah. the assistant the, the chief or whatever the hell. Yeah. His name is like Sergeant Al was like he he knew that John McClane was the inside guy that they needed to listen to, but his but the chief that was on everyone else was there was just it. like well. uh uh, I guess we go in. Let's uh, take the squad in and, uh, you know, chance it. And then all of a sudden the freaking bad guys have these RPGs and are launching them at, on, at them and, like, just knocking them down. They're totally prepared. So, so. And then they, they wait for the FBI to get there, and the FBI is a bunch of equally black as, suit morons. Equally too. as boneheaded, yeah. So, you know you take John McClane out and obviously there's no movie. But yeah. 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 That's just kudos to how good of a villain Hans is. Yep. So, um, so what were the moments in Die Hard that really like the action scenes that were really like, holy shit type for you. So for me and you know, I'll, I'll get this off my chest. Now there's a lot of the, the questionnaire, that's going to be not so good in my favor. Okay. Because I feel like I spent, I feel like I should have watched it twice. Okay. And if I, if I had had the time, I wish I had watched it today, but I watched it last night and the whole time I was watching it, I was just on the edge of my seat trying to take it all in. And my puny little brain just couldn't do it. (laughs) And I guess I kind of realized the epiphany that I had was how bad films are these days. Yeah. You know, what was it that, what was it that triggered that for you? The, the writing of the, of the film and just how I saw everything on, on unveiling Mm -hmm. knowing the story didn't help. If I hadn't known the story, I would probably just be melting right now. Okay. Just even thinking about it. Yeah. But just the way that, you know, John and Holly's relationship works out and then you have Hans and, and Hans is a man with a plan, like we said, and he's got everything figured out to the T and he gets this little, little pesk. Yeah. What does he call him? A fly in the No, John McClain says, I'm I'm just the fly in the ointment. Yeah, that's what he says. And that's all he is. He has no ulterior motive. No. You know, he just he he wants to live. Yeah. And he definitely wants his wife to live too. Yep. That's all he cares about. And it's just shown so well and so poetically and everything that John does, you can see the thought behind it. And whereas movies nowadays, like we mentioned, it's just action for action's sake. Yes. That's not how you make a good film. It's explosion for Michael Bay's. In my head, I was thinking of Transformers (laughs) the whole time I was saying that. Dude, it's Michael Bay had his day and he just needs to quit it. 
Although he can't because he's making millions upon millions of dollars with these damn Transformer movies. I even think, like, Liam Neeson oh, in a certain sense. Don't even get me started on Liam Neeson. I think he's a terrible action star. Really? The fact that he's considered an action star just oh, drives me nuts. Liam Neeson had his moments, moment, and he needs to stop doing action films. Oh, Much yeah. like Bruce Willis needs to stop doing action films. Bruce Willis had his time, and he is a good actor, and he can be a good actor. Yeah. We've seen it yeah. in some of the smaller roles that he's done, like um, Wes Anderson movies and stuff when Bruce Willis was in uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Great. He did a great job in that movie. But everything else is just like he's phoning in. He's like, there's a paycheck. Give me give me the the script. Uh, yeah, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it my way. And he Damn. does it his own way. Bruce Willis and way. because he's Bruce Willis. No one tells him no. No one tells him no. Yeah. He had some really good movies through the 90s. Um, off the top of my head, he had uh, Fifth Element, which is a great movie, great sci-fi film. He had, uh, shit, let me just pull him up. Um, he had, uh, oh, what's the name of that movie? It was partially a musical action movie. Weird, weird, weird thing, but it was really good. But it worked. But it worked. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So some of the great movies that he had was like uh, in the 90s were Hudson Hawk, which was a comedy action sort of musical parts. It's a weird but good movie. Okay. Uh, The Last Boy Scout, which is a movie that was written by Shane Black, who is my freaking hero. Um, in the screenwriting world. The guy is awesome. A couple other really good ones was um, Death Becomes Her, uh, Pulp Fiction, um, 12 Monkeys, um, Last Man Standing. uh, It just goes on from there. And then you get into the 2000s, and then it really, really starts to just degrade like yeah. just goes yeah. downhill from yeah. there. He did a couple of decent ones like he did M Night Shyamalan's Un, uh, Unbreakable, which I think he did a pretty good job in that one in Sixth Sense as well. Um but all his other stuff, he just started kind of phone it in and he also kind of played this guy that really he thought he knew how to play it better than the director or the writer knew how to do it. Right. So he would just like play himself. Or play this character of who he's done in the past. I think that's what we see over and over again these days. Yeah. Because I, I just think that everything is either so unoriginal that it seems like a sequel or an actual sequel. Yeah. Everything's just being redone nowadays. Yes. And it's just getting old. They just kind of take this template. And you see this time and time again with a lot of action movies. Especially ones that are like turn into like video on demand or like straight to DVD. Yeah. Um, They just take this concept and this structure that they've used in the past and just repackage it in a new uh, setting with slightly different characters. But overall, it just stays the same thing. It's all Bruce Willis has done a few of those like just straight to DVD type movies before. So recent history. For me to, you know, go back and see something that kind of created that movement, but before it was being done, yeah. it was just incredible to see. Because yep. it just bleeds originality. Yes. You know what I mean? For for its time. And, and 
the special effects, everything done is just genius. Yeah. I have such a boner for that film right now. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm glad we're sitting across the table. We have a table right now. Separating us, so you're fine. Um so okay, if you were forced in the situation that John McClane was put into, what would be your first move? Uh probably death. Death? Yeah. You wouldn't even try, or would you? No. Um, oh, gosh. So I'm in the hotel room, or I guess the room. Yeah. It's a hotel, isn't it? No, no, no. It's an it's it's office building. It's an office building? She just has a – she says she doesn't have a private bathroom, but sure shit looked like a private bathroom to me. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> did. She didn't have a fancy one, though. I'm in that room. I hear gunshots go off. I'd probably cower for a bit. Yeah. I'd definitely cower for a bit. But the problem is that uh, the two goons come in and check the room. Yeah. And so then I'd probably be added to the mix. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't imagine they would take me as ho- – like they would kill me then. They would probably just take me as hostage. They'd just take you hostage. Yeah. So – and then I'd just be in the hostage. What about you? I would – I would probably be in your situation too. Like I'd like to think that I would be – the John McClane character and be like, shit, there's a, there's an exit right there. But I'd probably just like go into the room, try and find a place to hide and hide. Yeah. And then wait till it settles down and then try and get out and figure out how to get help. I don't know if I'm quite a pacifist, but I could not kill someone. I don't think I could either. Like, like that situation is not necessarily life or death. You can put yourself in a life or death situation in, in that scenario. Yep. But the the solution seems easy to try and hide yeah and if that works great uh and if you get caught then you get thrown into the hostage situation you try and you know keep your head down and yeah just don't don't like i forget what movie it was but there's some hostage situation and one of the bad guys it may have been uh may have been the town when one of them is like ain't nobody got to be a hero that's oh, that's yeah, me yeah. in all those situations like you don't have to be a hero yeah. You know, sometimes staying alive is being a hero. Yeah, no, 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 no. So sure. I think that would be me in that kind of a situation. What was what were some of your favorite action bits from the so film? So some of my favorite action bits were, um, one of them just because it's right at the top of my head, is the scene at the end when he's got the gun hidden behind his back so taped good. up. So good. Um, and he pulls it out just last minute. They're just like laughing, just hysterically. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he gets the hysterical laugh train going. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, that was a great scene. Um, the other scene that I really liked was him escaping from the the gunfire from the FBI agents and then jumping off the roof. Yeah. That was another really fun scene to watch. Um, And then the shootout with the glass. That was great. Uh, Which, this is so great. This is another reason why the film's so good. Um, He actually did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, uh, so for the action scene, he's uh, just been found out by Hans Gruber. um, Or Hans Gruber pretends to be somebody's pretends to be a hostage clay uh bill clay um and then hans gruber 
takes the empty gun, tries to shoot McLean, but McLean was one step ahead of him that time. So he runs away, and then uh, Hans Gruber and his henchmen try to kill him, but uh, he uh, McLean ducks down under the desk and starts shooting out the bad guy's legs. Loved it. And then they shoot out the glass. Yeah. And then he's forced yeah. to walk through it. So the reason why it's so cool is in screenwriting, they have these things called plants and payoffs. Or another one is called... Uh, it's called triggers and heap heaps heaps I believe. Okay, which is like you pull the trigger and you fall down in the heap type thing. Gotcha. Um, and there's another ter- term for it, but I I refer to it as plant payoff. So they plant certain things throughout the film to where they pay off later on, and in this film they do that so well with so many little things. So they do it with. Uh, the exposition, finding out why McLean's there and stuff like that. Part of it, um, the first one that we get to see, which just is genius and runs throughout the entire the entire film. Uh, when he's on the airplane and the guy says, looks like you're nervous, uh, and McLean says, yeah, I hate flying planes. He says, best thing you could do is whenever you get to where you're going, take off your shoes, walk around on the rug, and then make knuckles with your toes. Yeah. So that's that's a plant because it pays off later when we see it, him in Holly's office. Yeah. And he's yeah. got his shoes off and he's making knuckles with yeah. his toes. So there's the there's the payoff there, part of the payoff for it, because it comes back later. Another part of that plant payoff situation, which I can't believe it took me so many times to notice, but I finally noticed it. So when John McClain <laughs> pushes the chair and computer with the C4 on it down the elevator shaft and it blows out the windows in the building, the freaking uh, asshole chief of police gets on the radio and it says, what the hell were you thinking? It just covered us all with glass. And McLean goes like, oh, you're worried about a little glass? And then later on, Hans Gruber tells his guys to shoot out the glass and there you go. McLean has to walk He's through, walk through the shit's glass. on a glass. So great, great stuff like that yeah. is in that movie. Yeah. Um, and that those are little things where it makes that writing, that writer did such a badass job um, with it. And you know what? Like, I should just call out the writer because I, I always forget to do this with films that are just so great. Um, the writer needs so much love because yeah. they did a badass yeah. job with it. Uh, Jeb Stewart and Stephen E. DeSouza um, are the two writers for this uh, this script. Yes, giving them a clap. That's um, that's a new that's a new thing here at the podcast. Clapping. We'll just give you a round of applause yeah. for whoever's just done a wonderful <laughs> job. Um, and then John McTiernan, who is the director, he really has an eye for these types of things. He does great at action films. He does a really good job. He did Predator. He did the third Die Hard movie. Um, and so him coming on and doing so, uh, doing this great job of being able to direct Bruce Willis sure. yeah. and get uh, the performance out of Alan Rickman that he did. And part of that is just because Alan Rickman Alan just, Rickman. Just a badass. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, shit. I love this movie, dude. So good. All-time favorite it's really, film. It's really fantastic. Um, and so good with like the funny parts because 
it does ramp up the touch, tension and action, but it does one of those also iconic things in action films. You get great one-liners. Great one-liner. Okay, yeah. That was going to be one of my questions. You may have already said it, but what what was your favorite one-liner from the film? Uh, what, do you, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? Ordering a pizza? That's pretty good. That was one of my all-time favorites That's there. That's pretty good. Um, uh, obviously, the iconic yippee Kaye motherfucker. That's great. <laughs> uh, now I know what a TV dinner feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, even though Ellis is a dirtbag, but it, his line with Hans, Hans, booby. Booby. <laughs> So good. I laugh every time. You use guns, that. I use pen. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So good. Your so weapon's good. a gun, mine's a fountain. Yeah, pen. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all around. All around good movie. What do you give it? Oh, I give it a ten easily. Easy. Yeah, I'll even, give it a ten. Even with too. even with some of the pitfalls that they have. Because there is pitfalls in the movie. Two FBI jokers, they didn't need them in the movie. No, they didn't. They're just, they just there to be characters and then kind of a plot device, but they could have used something else. In they are, they could have used the two idiots that were already there Yes, to, to, to yeah. get done what they needed to get done. Um, but even with the imperfections, I think that's what makes it an even better film. Yeah. I don't know. It's because the – the problems that I have with the film are so minute. Yeah. And and those problems exist in every other film. Yes. Plus the gazillion other things that are wrong yeah. with films that are coming out Yeah, these days. So speaking of things coming out, um, I, I was teasing Luke a little bit. So You were. Um, now I'm interested again. So originally, and I knew this was a thing, uh, the fact that they made a fifth one, I was like, after I saw the fourth one, I was like... That was pretty bad. They're starting to lose traction yeah. Oh, a yeah. little Be- bit. Especially because it was like John McClane is invincible. Like, yeah. He, nothing will be able to stop John McClane. And I was at that point where it was just like, it was an entertaining movie, but the, it, like we're tired of the character. Yeah. Um, and then they announced that they were doing a fifth one. I was just like, well, All right. it's Die Hard. I, I kind of resigned myself to having to see sure, these. Sure. I've seen it once, and I probably will never see it again. Well, because of Die Hard, they're announcing that, and this is what Bruce Willis said. He says, I'll probably do a sixth one, and then I'll retire the character. So there's plans for a sixth film that would star Bruce Willis uh, yeah. as the titular character. My um, Lanta. And... Uh, I not titular. That's totally wrong. The main character, John McClane, and I, I cannot stomach them making a sixth one. It's just like, sorry for that motorcycle. Do something else. Um, but then uh, they were thinking like, well, what if we do a prequel series of of Die Hard? So John McClane before. The Nakatomi building incident. Is it called Live Hard? No, it's called it's the idea was Die Hard Year One or something like that. No, whatever. And it's a period piece that takes place in the nineteen seventies because that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, they are thinking of doing a TV series potentially is what they were thinking of doing, and it was supposed to be like. Die Hard Year One Twenty Four Seven or something like that. What would <clears throat> what? 
I don't know. I really don't know. And it would take place in 1977, back when John McClane was just a beat cop or something like that, or like just starting out. What story does he have to tell? I really don't know. Like how him and Holly drifted apart, maybe like a drama. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Die Hard. I really, really don't know. That could make for an interesting drama. No, like what I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Excuse me for trying to be no, positive. No, no, this is what happened to him. Bruce Willis, John McClane, thought he was the breadwinner in the family. And then Holly goes and gets this like high, high-end high job working in New York. And then no, she actually LA. becomes successful. No, she becomes successful in New York. And then she moves out to L.A. And then she moves out to L.A. Yep. And John McClane and Argyle, the limo driver, put it perfectly. You didn't move out there because you were expecting her to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And then she would come back to you, which is the reason why they started. Yeah, so I guess I guess it's there. It's all in yeah. a nice little bow. Fair. All right. No, no, please. All right. If if the TV directors are listening to this podcast, don't do it. Don't do it. You well, so it many might end up being a movie. And apparently what I read, there is like supposedly a possible like 24, the TV show 24 crossover type deal with Ooh, it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, but it's like, A, it takes place in two different like timelines. 24 is present day. That's fair. Die Hard, the prequel, would be former. Yeah, but it wouldn't necessarily have to be the prequel. True. They could set it in, like, modern days or, like, have John McClane, like, as if he was just John McClane now. Yeah. Like, in a younger version, but present day. Yeah. Um, But apparently, I think that's still going to be set as a movie, and it might be a prequel from what it's sounding like. So they're apparently anticipating a 2018 release. But I've read this from Wikipedia, so it could be false. So it could but not necessarily be 100% true. That's I fair. wouldn't put it past the studios, especially Fox, because they've been just regurgitating like yeah. properties that they own. So maybe. Maybe. Only time will tell. Only time will tell, and I hope it tells that we're done. <laughs> that we're all set we're, with this we're good. series. We're, we're okay with hanging up that jersey. I think it's that time for the... Uh, know something quiz but apparently Luke is like a little little nervous about it yeah we'll talk about that so uh, with the know something quiz uh, we will be asking each other three questions each question is worth three points um, and it goes towards the cumulative score for the month and whoever is the uh, loser of the month has to complete a challenge this month because it's turkey time Whoever loses this month has to forfeit Thanksgiving meal. Yes. It's already making me a little nervous. Boy, oh boy, does that make me nervous. Makes me is like grumbling for some turkey and candy yams. Yes, yes. What are we calling this series, Twitch? Uh, I already have it named as Not So Thanksgiving, but. Not So Thanksgiving? It does not need to be that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being Not So Thanksgiving. Cool. Um, Insert gobble noise here. It's going post Twitch. My my turkey's not good enough for you. <laughs> your turkey's fine. Oh. Gobble gobble gobble. No, what if I keep your turkey in and then the who knows? 
Who at home knows? It's true. Did I superimpose one or did Twitch do a gobble? Find out next week. When we reveal the truth. When we reveal the truth. We we kind of had a new system. Twitch and I met. This is the 11th episode of the podcast. Yes. Twitch and I met after our 10th episode to kind of just see see how we're doing, you know. Yeah. We don't want our we don't want our marriage to be affected by this podcast and so no. we just wanted to make sure that, you know, the kids are good and everyone's happy in the family, so. But uh we we, we redid the prenup. We we pulled yep. out the prenup. Yep. And we're going to look over it again and make sure that we're all on board. Yeah. So, you know, I get half, but <laughs> we're not divorcing though. You're stuck with me. I'm fine with that. For at least another 10 weeks. <laughs> at least another 10 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we relooked, not necessarily relooked, but we looked into how we do the questionnaire because it feels a little, I don't know. I don't know what it feels a little to us, but not as thrilling. Yes. Not as not as not as well glued together. Yeah. Um, and so in an effort to kind of have us be on our A game when we when it's time for the questionnaire, if we don't have questions prepared, we get docked a point. Yes. So like if in our three question scenario, say someone I know only has one question prepared, yeah. He would lose two points from the get go. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, I am starting off at negative two today. Oh, yes! Snap! Yes, negative two, which is already. a bummer. Well, I started at negative two, and you lost last time around, and I did lose. And you lost, but so that damn gets me Tom real excited. Brady and you know into Stranger Things really well. <laughs> FYI, if you didn't know, I lost the fantasy football challenge. It was like ninety three to fifty. Yes, it was. It was, I, it was terrible. I, I demolished Twitch. It is true, but Tom Brady was not your biggest point getter for that. Tom Brady is everyone's biggest point. Yeah, getter. he was. He was like eighteen, and there was another guy. That yeah, got like whatever. Something yeah, the there. guy that was on fire. Um. So that's that's interesting. Yes. And you can also out there in uh, lovely audience lands um, affect the outcome of the challenge for the month. Uh, we need you guys to be our fact checkers. So if anything that we say within the podcast is factually wrong, you can call us out on it. And if you uh, fact check one of us and prove to be correct, then we will be negative two uh, in the hole. Yes. Uh, for, yes. For the next quiz. So fact check Twitch. Let's let's get this party. Yeah, even just here. go in and fact check me. Just fact. Focus, don't worry about focus Twitch. Don't worry about on Luke's Don't worry end. about me. I'm fine. Um, but you can do that by doing the social media thing at KNN Nerd or sorry at KN Nerds at No Nothing Nerds on Facebook and No Nothing Nerds at gmail.com. Very nicely done. So I say you you ask the first one, okay, and then I'll ask mine, and then you'll ask two, okay. And again, I'm probably gonna get a lot of these wrong because yesterday I was just like, oh my god, this film is so amazing. Potentially. Potentially. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Question number. Did you write yours down? I did. Ooh. I did. All right. I wrote mine down too. Why is Sergeant Al Al Powell uh-huh. a desk jockey? A desk jockey? He's a desk jockey cop. Now you walked yourself into a little trap, and I am so glad I forgot about this because. 
two of the kids that I used to play video games with yeah. when I played Counter Strike back in the day, uh, we would always say, and I never knew what it came from, but the two of them had obviously seen the film, and we always, always said, "I shot a kid." That's ah! just, that's just like every <laughs> if, if we like if we got a kill or anything, we would just say, "Hey guys, hey guys." I shot a kid. Oh my goodness! And I never knew what it was. <laughs> and then last night, when I heard him say that, I was like, "No way!" <laughs> Damn it! It's from Die Hard. Damn you, Counter Strike. Yeah. So Counter Strike saved me from one question. Oh. So I'm at one. You're at one. One point. I'm on the board already. Yeah. What do you think of that? Um. All right. My one and only question is from very early on in the film. A man walks in and kisses John on the cheek. What does he say to him? Oh, man. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Is that your final answer? Yes. I'm pensive. I'm I'm tempted to just give it to you because yes. Okay. But is that is that what he said? Pretty close, but I know what, what McLean says afterwards. What's he say after? He says, California. That's right. Yeah, he kisses him on the cheek and says, hey, Merry Christmas. Oh, it's close. Yeah, but is it close enough? I say it's close enough. It's close enough? All right. Okay. There you go. Three points. Three points. Congratulations, right. sir. Why is Carl so hell-bent on killing John himself? Because John killed his brother. Damn it. So you're at four now. Four. I I have a thought of how this is going to work, but I'll get I'll get to it after. Okay. So I'll ask your next question. Okay. Um, what are the five stages to Han's plan? What? Yeah. Are you fucked up? No. There's five stages to Han's plan. Oh, God. Do I get three points for each stage nope. that I get right? Nope. There's five stages to his plan? Yes. I don't, I don't know any of them. You don't know any of them. Take over the building. Okay. Is this like said... Huh? No, no. It's just from the story, you're able to gain which one oh, is. Oh, can I? Yeah. Okay. Take over the building. Hostage situation. Okay. Well, how technical? It doesn't have to be technical, but like. Do I have to get them all in main... order? No, no, no. There's okay. five Take main Take over points. the building. Um, get, the, get, get everyone hostage situation. Uh, shut down the security system and like get the doors all settled. And whatnot, the cops arrive, and with the, the cops like shut off the power. Okay. And then helicopter comes, blow the helicopter, and they die. They die. You're close. Am I close enough? Let me let like me, let me go through. Them. Let me go through them. Take over the building. Okay. Uh this is a good question, by the way. Or take control of the building. Yep. And Twitch doesn't work if you forget them. No, I know. I'm like. <laughs> I had this all figured out. Hold on. <laughs> just, just give me my points. Oh, got it. <laughs> Pretty sure I got it. He's like counting on his fingers, folks. Looking down. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay, okay. okay. You're close. You're missing one, I believe. Okay, we'll, we'll okay. see. So take over the building. Yeah. Uh, break into the safe. Okay. The first six. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Uh, wait for the FBI to show up to shut off the power. That's cops. 
blow the roof. That's I got that one. To kill all the hostages. Yep. Leaving the EMS vehicle. Yes. That's the that's the fifth one. That's the fifth one. Yes. At come on. Two points. Two points. I'll give you two points. Two points. Back two to points. six. So here's my thought with you because I only yeah. have to ask you one question. I just give you six points. It's nine okay. six. That makes it easy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then that's like I not only do you lose two points, but for every question you don't have, the other person just gets three points. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'm at okay. So you got the first question right. So I'm at six, and you are at nine. Correct. Yes. All right. So at the end of this quiz, Luke is sitting at a six. And I'm at a nine. So what does that make it? Just, I'm a winner. I just winked at Twitch. <laughs> Damn it. He was going to say he was a winner, of course. I should have known. Should have known. We hope you guys had a wonderful time listening to us rant about Die Hard. Correct. And if you haven't seen it, Go see it. Go see it. What the it hell is, are you doing? It is the best action movie of so all good. time, in my so opinion. Good. And not only is it a great action movie, it is a great film. Like, it's a great it's film. It's just great. Yes. yes. Story is great. Character is great. Perfect for a holiday movie. Indeed. Go see it right now. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week with – oh, this is my topic. Yeah. Is it on the board? Join us next week when we talk about 2D shooters. Ooh. Yes. Something that I am not very familiar with. Yes. And we're going to be trying a new format, I guess. No, not really. Well, yes. We're going to be trying a new format next week. We're going to be pulling audio from us actually playing the game and tossing it in here. So that should be very exciting. So tune in next week for that. But until then. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers.